The best of times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning, everyone. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning into our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pup application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn some trivia questions and answers that you could use in your upcoming holiday parties with family and friends. So stay tuned to the show for some very interesting information, and you might learn something. It is Saturday, December the 29th, and we are broadcasting our show today from the studios of News Radio 710 Keele, Town Square Media Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. I hope that you and yours had a wonderful Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with family and friends. We had one. The Caligas has had a wonderful one, but we hope that you had a great one and we hope that your plans for the beginning of the new year will also be grand and wonderful be sure to pick up our december excuse me our january issue 2019 issue the best of times at one of our 522 distribution locations beginning on january the second it will include many great feature articles and useful information more games and puzzles thank you for the many compliments about a magazine we do appreciate hearing from you remember if you're unable to find a copy you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues, as well as to listen to previously broadcast radio shows of the Best of Times Radio Hour. And you can also view and download our most popular publication, Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. Speaking of Silver Pages, our 2019 edition, which would be our 16th consecutive edition of this popular resource directory, will be distributed beginning on March the 1st of 2019. By far, it is the most popular publication used by seniors and boomers throughout the area and also throughout the year. It, of course, is the only senior resource directory for persons living in northwest Louisiana. For more information, do Contact us at 318-636-5510 or visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. Remember to go to our website to see a listing of announcements made during today's radio show as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by Abers Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by Abers. Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Also, thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com or via the Radio Pump 
application on their Apple and Android devices. Today's show, we're going to learn some answers to various trivia questions that hopefully you can use as part of a family and friends gathering on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve at your home or at a restaurant, etc. For many years, I've been doing this and have shared some trivia and uh, many of my radio listeners have really complimented me about this particular aspect to, to give them some interesting trivia questions and the answers so they can possibly trick people or educate people. I think it's more of an education as well. And also the, the very popular application on Apple and Android devices and I believe on the internet is the HQ where people are more and more interested in trivia and possibly winning some, some fabulous prizes. I know that our family members, occasionally when we are all together, we play HQ all together to see if we could all answer the questions and, and be one of the top winners of that particular uh, app on, um, on, the, uh, on the iPhone and Android phone as well. But today, I've, uh, I've asked some, some individuals to come to join me on the show today, but due to conflicts, they're unable to. So I'm going to be asking my fellow producer here, Mr. Reuben Wright, to join me on the show and to uh, to see if he can answer some of these questions. He's a, he's a millennial, but uh, I'm sure he'll know some of these questions. Right, Reuben? I'll probably know a few of them. Uh, I might get one or two of them right. And some of them deal with past history. Some deal with current. Some of them... Uh, some of them are pretty are, are pretty cool, and um, and some of them are going to be difficult. But I, I thought some of these difficult ones, Ruben, will will educate you and me and others in the area about. Wow, didn't know about that. And you'll be you'll be fascinated about a, about a few of them that I've researched that not a lot of known about it. I didn't see them on HQ. So you ready, Ruben? I am absolutely ready. I'm probably going to get more of an education than uh, I am okay. going to get questions right. But uh, I am ready to go. Okay, here's a trick question. Who was was the first United States president to live in the White House? Do you know? The first to live in the White House. Now, I, I'm I'm gonna assume it wasn't George Washington because I don't know if the good. White House was built. Very good assumption. That is true. He wasn't. But I'm not sure who the first one was. John Adams. Was, I, John I was Adams. about to say John Quincy Adams. I was about John to guess Adams that one, was the one completely blindly. I but have no idea. But correct. Most people say George Washington. I will tell you that. Now, the majority of people will say George Washington, which is totally incorrect. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. And and the, and I, I told this to one individual lady, and she said, I didn't know that that's the situation. Why must a crab shed its... as it grows. Do you know the answer? Now, I know a lot of crustaceans do it, but I don't know why. Because the shell does not grow along with the animal's body, so that's why they have to get rid of it. Wow. It doesn't grow. Um, the animal body is getting bigger and bigger, so it pushes it, and that's why it sheds it. Huh. Isn't that interesting? When was the first telephone invented? Now, when you talk to my, my son and daughter, I mean, they said, oh, like 1915. No, it's actually much earlier than that. So when do you think it was invented? Now, the the 
the Bell telephone, I know, didn't come till later, but the, the, the uh, I'm not sure. I think the, they say the first telephone was invented in Germany, but I'm not sure of the year. Well, it actually was in, uh, I don't remember the country, but it's March the 10th of 1876. Oh, gosh. And that's, and that's <laughs> when uh, um, the Watson said, Mr. Watson, come here, I need you. He said on the first Okay, the tele- so that is, that is the Bell telephone. That is the Bell about. telephone, okay. 1876, which was a long time ago. Okay, so we all hear about the president's faces on Mount Rushmore. So do you know which presidents are on there? And I'll give you a hint. Washington is one of them. Jefferson is another one. And Lincoln. So who's the fourth? And this dumps a lot of people. Is it... uh is it Roosevelt? Did you say that already? No, Roosevelt's not one of them. Is Roosevelt not one of them? No. Oh wow! A lot of people. That's uh, what? What? Which Roosevelt? Excuse me. Which Roosevelt? Oh, uh, was it uh, Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy is the right answer. Oh, is it the right? Answer? A okay, lot of people good. just say Roosevelt. It there are uh, other Roosevelt. So, uh, Teddy Roosevelt is one of the four uh, that's depicted. So, where are volcanoes on Earth uh, mainly found? On the land or in the ocean? I'm going to guess in the ocean that because that that seems that seems more appropriate that they because they build up from the bottom of the ocean when they when they pour the magma out. That's right. Ah. That's right. But most people think they're, that's, that's they hear all about the all the volcanoes. Is. They all think about volcanoes being you know on the, on the earth ground and not and on the land and not in the ocean floor. Well, the ones on the ones on the land are the ones that cause all the damage. Yeah, that so. is true. That is true. <laughs> so, according to researchers, and I don't know how old and re- recent this is, but on the average, how many dreams does a average person have per night? This is fascinating. I just I'm curious how they came up with this research question and how they got the answer. How many dreams does an average person have per night? Gosh, I never remember my dreams, so <laughs> I wouldn't even. So that's begin what, to know. that's the weird thing. I mean, a lot of us don't, or might be one, but the the answer, according to these experts, is four, four dreams on the average night. Okay, on on average, on average okay. per night. That's not that's a lot. That that seems like a lot. Yeah, your mind, your mind four different never shuts dreams. Off. Right. According to scientists, how do honeybees communicate between each other? Now. I think I've heard this one before, and it's not, you would think it would be some kind of noise that they make, but I think it might be dancing. That is there. Is <laughs> okay. dancing around? I knew I had heard, I had heard that yeah. somewhere before. Most people think it's buzzing around or about touching their wings or about touching each other. No, it's by really by dancing around. That's how they communicate. And uh, a follow-up question here. Well, not exactly. How much of your body weight is water? Which is fascinating to me. Of water, your body is composed of how much water? In you know? weight? Like, uh, oh, like percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, it would be, I think it would be on the higher side, maybe it 70%. Oh, uh, there you're almost right. 66%. 66%. Okay. You know I mean? And here's an interesting one. Which of the following raises its body temperature when sitting in the sun? And I'll give you the choices. A lion, a lizard, or a dog? Raises its body temperature? Yeah, when sitting in the sun. Um. Well... Let's see. A lizard's a reptile, and reptiles are cold-blooded, so I would assume a lizard. That's the right answer. All right. And that's the, that's the <laughs> I'm right doing answer. a lot better than I you thought. You are I'm... doing great. <laughs> okay, here's one that most, I, w- I would say, Ruben, most people do not 
understand or correctly mention or get the correct answer? When using maps or a globe, which lines run north and south? And I'll give you the answers. Lines of latitude or lines of longitude? So which ones go north and south? I believe it's latitude. It's longitude. Long. Is it long? Long. longitude? They're longer. Okay. They're longer. So that's why the lines of long, long, longitude. It's been a while since geography. So uh, a lot of our listeners uh, love to read books, but some of the new, newish millennials and young seniors do not know this answer. In the novel, The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne, what was the letter embroidered on Hester's dress? Do you know that? Was it? Was was it an A? That is because okay. she was an adulteress. That's what it was. That's yeah. A was on. I, I was going to say A, but I didn't remember what it stood for. That that is. Let's let's take a break here. We'll be right back with more information. But now, word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Today, we are learning answers to various trivia questions that hopefully you're going to be using as part of your family and friends gathering on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve in your homes or other places. And I've asked Ruben Wright, my producer here, to join us. And and, and he's doing a pretty good job in answering the trivia I'm, question. I'm doing a lot better than I I'm thought I'm impressed. Would be. I'm impressed. <laughs> so we're going to continue, Ruben. So we all enjoy A&W root beer and floats. Sure. But what did the A&W stand for? Do you know? Oh, gosh. No, I have This no was idea. a tough one. A lot of people did not know this, but it, is, it does actually mean something. A and W. I can't even. I well, no there idea. were the barons. These were the names of the barons who uh, came up with this particular root beer, and it's named after them, Allen and Wright. Could, ah, be, could okay. be a relative. Could be. Could be a relative there. I would go get your inheritance from those people. <laughs> I'll, I'll check on that. Uh, here's, a, here's a question. A lot of trivia people mention this, but a lot of them sometimes don't know the answer. What was the name of the hotel in which Marion Crane, played by actress Janet Lee, was stabbed to death in the shower in the movie Psycho? Do you know the, the know what that hotel it, it's been many uh, uh, extra shows after this and sitcoms. Oh, you mean it, it was the Bates Motel? That's it. Okay, that's okay. it. That's right. Okay, Batman was created by Bob Kane in 1940, which was a long time ago. And it led to comics, radio shows, movie shows, etc. So what was the secret identity name of Batman? Do you remember that? This one's right up my alley. I'm a comic book nerd, and that oh, would be Bruce Wayne. You're right, I'm more people do not know that. A lot of people do not know that answer. <laughs> so I'm impressed. That's I, right. I had, you, a, you I had a pretty, pretty lengthy. I got a few other, a few other ones in there about that. Okay, we hear the name Big Ben when persons talk about the Tower of the House of Parliament in London. But does that name apply to the bell in the clock tower or the clock itself? Which one? Now, 
Well, this one I haven't heard. Uh, I, I, I would. I've always assumed it was the clock itself. But it's actually the bell. It's the bell. Okay. The bell in the tower is Big Ben. Okay. Big Ben. Well, what's the clock's name? Don't know. <laughs> Does the clock not have <laughs> The clock. Uh, okay. The clock near Big Ben. All right. <laughs> but no, it's misconstrued. Most people when they say hey, that's the clock, you know, that's the big tower there. Okay, listen to this one. The soft drink Coca-Cola was invented, by the way, right down the street here, by Dr. John Plimpton of Atlanta, Georgia. And then he had been, ended up having uh, common uh, relationships in Jackson, Mississippi, as well as in Monroe and Shreveport. But what year did he actually invent it? And I'll give you choices. 1876, 1886, or 1896. Do you know which one of those dates? I think... I'll go with 1886. That's correct, boy. You're getting okay. you're getting good. I, well, 86. I, it's been a long time. A lot of people think it's the 1900s. I, I'm giving you some choices here, but most of the time I just say when was it in, and when was it invented. And most people think 1915 to 1920, but it was around a long time. I had a little bit of an edge on that one. I grew up in Minden, where the old okay, Coca-Cola yeah. bottling plant was, yeah. and uh, they have a little museum in there. Okay, th this one catches the fancy of, of a lot of ladies, but you may not know this one. What popular magazine, primarily for women, was first to feature a nude male in a centerfold, and what was the male's name? Do you know that? And I'll give you the date. 1972. 1972. I don't know the name of the magazine. but well, You've heard of it. it was it... Burt Reynolds. That is correct. Okay. It was Burt Reynolds. You're very good. The ma the magazine was, of course, Cosmopolitan Mag. Cosmo. Cosmopolitan Mag. Okay. And Burt Reynolds in the April 1972 issue. Listen to this. In which 1.5 million printed copies were made of this particular magazine. That's all. And they were picked up by ladies within a few hours after they were released Gosh. to the public. They they were completely gone within a few hours. I wonder how much one of those original prints is worth. Probably, but, uh, that, yeah, the re the reason I knew that is because Burt Reynolds actually died this year, and that oh, centerfold yeah. started making the rounds on the internet. Good after point. He died. Good point. I didn't think about that one. But that's a that's a an interesting uh, trivia question. A lot of people don't know, but I was, I mean, I was around in '72. I don't remember it. I don't remember the women. Uh, <laughs> I never I never even saw it, but I'm sure it's available somewhere. Okay, the human skeleton contains. How many bones do you know? Oh, I have no idea. My wife's in nursing school right now. She would. Well, she would definitely know. It actually is, is 206 is the exact number. Most people say 200. Uh, what was Mickey Mouse cartoon character's original first name? I saw a documentary about this recently. You know what? I, I saw the documentary, too, and I can't remember... It's Mortimer. Mortimer. I knew it was okay. I knew it was something strange. A little, it was strange. Uh, a little too much. And uh, and I can't remember the, the follow-up story about uh, it was changed. I think an existence of uh, Walt's wife. Yeah, I think I think his wife told him that that was a stupid thing. That, that was stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For many years, we hear our staff people and secretaries mention. And I remember when I was worked at Texas Eastern, my secretary used to tell me, "Load a load a ream of paper into the copier." And and when she first said that, I said, "What are you talking about?" She says, load a ream. I said, what does that mean? So how many sheets of paper in a ream? Do you know? 
Uh, and it's, it's pretty common. It's common throughout the world. I didn't even know this was this was a common thing. A ream of paper, a ream of paper for your copy machine or printer. Do you know what, you know what that is? How many? Is it? I want to say four hundred, but that's I think that's it's close. Five hundred is five hundred, but okay. they do, and it depends on now. They have four hundred and two hundred, but they call right. them a, a short ream or whatever, and it's depending on um, thickness of weight. But the, most of them, ninety nine percent of them, are five hundred pages in length. Listen to this one. Sadly, we all hear about our the frontiersman William Cody, also known as. Buffalo Bill is reported to have killed many buffaloes. So, what was the number of buffaloes that he allegedly killed? Do you know that? Uh, was, it, was it in the hundreds? Thousands. Thousands? Uh, that's depressing. Yeah, it was. Uh, Thousands. I mean, we're talking, would you think it's 1,500, 2,300, or 4,200? I'll, I'll go, oh, no. It, was it as high as 4,200? I'll guess 4,200. That's oh, the answer. Oh, 4,280. No. I just want to know who counted all these suckers. I mean, that's so sad. Yes, he did. I mean, 4,280. Wow. Uh, here's an interesting. What is the What is one of the most extremely rarest items sought but is almost impossible to legally obtain uh, in the world. Do you know what that is? This is, is fascinating. Is it ivory? No. No? Uh, it's, ivory is really not that rare. It's, it's yeah, available. It's, right. uh, it's not that rare. Any other ideas? I have no idea. This one's very interesting. It's actually moon rocks huh. from our moon. According to uh, documentation, there are 270 moon rocks that were brought back by Apollo 11 and Apollo 17. And that was back in 1969 and 1972. Listen to this, Ruben and listeners. Only 90... 9-0 of these logged in documented 270 moon rocks have known locations so there is a number of moon rocks like uh, 180 that are unknown where they're located we do know this is this we do know that President Nixon in 1969 and 1973 gave one moon rock to 130 nation leaders throughout the world uh, because he wanted to show them that this was a world thing and he wanted to give them one those moon rocks however because of change of administrations and 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 uh, <coughs> hierarchy in those particular countries oh no they got lost they were Just either stolen lost or something oh, it no. is supposedly illegal to own a moon rock but there are supposedly uh, people out there that have them but cannot uh, brag about them or yeah, the, or, or, or the United States it. government it is a felony to own a moon rock without proper documentation but then really no supposedly no individual owns them and that, isn't that fascinating that's pretty wild I uh 
uh, and just imagine having to keep that secret. You have this amazing thing, and you can't tell anybody about it. Okay, well, here's, uh, a, here's a trivia question. It's a trivia follow-up. We've got the time. i got to tell you, Gary Caligas has um, Moon Rock uh, uh, Encounter. Uh, when I was an engineer, or going to be an engineer at uh, uh, from Louisiana Tech, I was invited by NASA to come down there to do a meet and greet and see. I also knew one of the hierarchy in NASA, so he invited me to come down there to stay a week and to go every day and to visit the various modules and the test labs. And the, uh, I mean, it was like a remarkable experience that to myself. I had a, pretty amazing. I had a, a cousin that I, I could stay there the whole week, so I had my own badge and ID card card and photo and everything. So one of the days, I can't remember exactly, I think it was Thursday or so, uh, I was in the location where the moonwalks were being examined in these massive glass and hermetically sealed compartments and they had arms that would go and so I got to go and see one and put an arm and touch it. And, not, I mean, I didn't touch it. Right. I got to yeah. go up there and, and jiggle it and whatever and you know, it was like show and tell. So it was like my <laughs> first experience to see a moon rock. So, I'm in this facility. I leave this particular facility with my escort. All of a sudden, I mean, we were like two feet out of the door. Massive alarms erupted. Uh-oh. The seal on one of the moon rocks broke and tripped the alarm. And it exposed, supposedly it opened and exposed the moon rock dust or whatever to the area. So they escorted me out real quickly. They brought a hazmat wow. unit. They brought a hazmat unit in. Uh, it put the whole NASA complex on lockdown. And they were... Jeez. And sure enough, it didn't make a lot of media, except the individual that was doing something that caused this leak was actually a graduate of my school of Louisiana Tech. Oh, no. And it actually was listed in uh, the the paper in, uh, I don't know if it was the same year, uh, at, and Rustin, uh, I think the Lincoln Journal, the Lincoln Times, whatever it was, the, yeah, the, Rustin, right. the Rustin paper, and that individual. It was sad. Nothing ever occurred, but I was escorted out of the building, and I was told to uh, <laughs> to scrub down, and they wanted to make sure that nothing happened to me the next day, and it was like... Uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, how uh, am I feeling? <laughs> and, Any changes in temperature? And, and you know, nothing happened, but that was like, whoa, I'm, a, I'm part of it. And sure enough, I'm individual like two years ago showed me the article that appeared in the pub in the, in the Rustin Lady Lose about that particular date and time that some reporter picked it up. It, they, they didn't want a lot of news media, but somebody let out the beans about it, oh, and wow. uh, and uh, it did the, the the press got a hold of it. But that was all. So that's that's the trivia question there. Gosh. Okay, listen to this one. Was the national United States national anthem the Star Spangled Banner sung during the American Revolution? Was it sung during the American Revolution? Mm-hmm. No. Correct. No, Most was. people say yes, it wasn't because it wasn't written till September the thirteenth, eighteen fourteen. Right. You know, during the War of eighteen twelve, not the <laughs> not the other one. So, uh, here's another one about the American Revolution. I, I thought was fascinating, and the War of eighteen twelve. Did the American Continental Army and the U.S. Army in eighteen twelve invade Canada? Did we? I think 
I'm not sure about that one. Yes, I, to both. We? we invaded both. Oh, wow. And did not win both. Did you know that? We, no, I had no clue about in that. In 1812, one. I mean, the first one it was part, was we were supposed to get the British and Americans at the Paris Paris peace talks at the end of the American Revolution. We tried to mandate that England give us Canada, but they... They gave us a bunch of other war spoils, but said, uh-huh. no, we don't want to give you Canada. Uh, and some of the Canadians wanted to go over to us, but there were some that didn't. But so they refused. We got so infuriated between that, that in 1812, when we declared war on England, they said, okay, we, they're part of England. We're going we're gonna to invade them again. And for the second time, we were poorly equipped, fewer numbers, and we weren't really positive about invading Canada. Right. We failed on that, on that particular aspect as well. So Whoops. second time. Okay, here's one more about our U.S. Constitution. When the United States Constitution was enacted back in, uh, I can't remember the exact date, did it include a provision for personal and business income tax? Did it? When it was first enacted? Uh, no. No, it wasn't. And how, do you know how much longer it took from, I think it was 18, uh, 1887, I think that's when the Constitution was finally, I don't know the exact date about that. It wasn't up until February the 3rd, 1913. Oh, did, wow. <laughs> did we have a 16th Amendment, the United States Constitution, to authorize the federal government to collect personal and business income taxes. And it passed on a slim margin and today it's even questionable if all the, the required states ratified it. There, oh, yeah, there's there's, yeah, there's yeah, a I bunch of really that. unusual patterns of acceptance of that particular amendment, 16th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Isn't that amazing? That's so it wasn't. So a lot of people thought we've had income tax and business taxes all along, but no, it was quite new in 1913. One other aspect, and I want to say that uh, a lot of our historians don't emphasize this, but in the War of Independence with England, there was a major battle between the American and the British forces outside the 13 colonies that played a monumental uh, success to the to the American Revolution. Do you do you know anything about it? do you know about that? <laughs> Excuse me. Um I I've And it happened in our state. It happened in our state. Oh wow. No, I did not know about that. Well actually it occurred on September twenty first, seventeen ninety six. It was the Battle of Baton Rouge. And it was won by Spanish General Galvez, who was with allies with the American colonies. And this battle eliminated the British from controlling the Gulf of Mexico and the Mississippi River. According to historians, if the Battle of Baton Rouge had failed, the British would have possibly won the war against the American colonies. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? I need to brush up on my Louisiana that history. Is, that is like, <laughs> wow. And I, I, more and more is written about it, but a lot of people don't bring that up. But the Battle of Baton Rouge was a very serious battle that luckily, um, luckily and smartly we won by this Spaniard that, that uh, Galvez. And that's why, I mean, I think Galveston's named after him. But I think we have a lot of aspects that you know we should be very thankful that he uh, had the forethought to join with us to 
Correct. to start because yep. the British were coming up the area, as we know. Here's another interesting fact about the American Revolution. There, there's so many factors about our uh, American Revolution that it's fascinating. There were many people who never wore a uniform nor fought with England in the War of Independence, but served as unsung heroes. One of these heroes was by the name of Hyman Solomon. It's S-A-L-O-M-O-N of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Do you know why he's deemed as one of the unsung heroes? And very uh, few people know about him and honor him. I, I, have, I have heard that name, Hyman Solomon, before, and I cannot think of why. Well, the quick story, Reuben, is in the latter days of the War of Independence, we were uh, in a major financial crisis. I don't know if you've seen some of the documentaries. Oh, sure. of, of, uh, I, I saw one that was on um, Amazon or Netflix about uh, uh, about uh, the, the spies of Washington. Well, right. the British yeah. got word <laughs> that, that we were in dire straits and they were going to print counterfeit money to cause our, um, our current to collapse, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the lack of money was England's best ally, and they knew that revolution would fizzle away because we didn't have enough funds. And the the, the, the request of, uh, of the general uh, has been fruitless most of the time. So what happened was this Mr. Solomon of Pennsylvania was an immigrant of Poland, decided on his own accord to loan money to the American government. And it helped the American forces to purchase armaments and supplies okay. for the troops. Huh. And so he decided he would loan the money to the government. And there were papers drawn up. He loaned approximately $800,000 in that year. In I seven, mean, that, that was a lot for me. Which was, guess what is valued today? I'm, I'm $17 billion. <laughs> a lot. So that amount of money saved us. And the sad scenario was the loan documents was given to the family. And also supposedly copies were made. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure like zero copies, but copies right. were made. But all documentations for these loans were lost. So no repayments were ever made by the federal oh, government no. to Solomon and his family. At the age of 45, he kept requesting some payment back because he was in, he was in default with the money that he he actually borrowed yeah, himself sure, and I'm used sure himself. He so he died penniless in 1785. Family yes. members for many years attempted to get some repayment from the government, but what was but what was totally unsuccessful. It was even in the 1920s they tried to get, but no documents had ever uh, could ever be found. The stories were told, they were written down, but no proof of the loan was there. That was a heck of a thank you. But the other sad, there's only a few statues in his honor and they're located in Chicago and Los Angeles and not in Washington, D.C. Wow. Isn't that All sad? Right. <laughs> and last about the American Revolution, which I thought this was fascinating. We have had United States American flags in our history since the American Revolution. How many different flags have we had? I didn't know this until, we, until, until, until I saw this trivia question and looked it up. Okay, okay. I know We've had let's see, the one where the where the stars are in a circle. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess four. 
About 43. Oh, okay. <laughs> 43 different flags. And this is because of the additional stars for the states oh, the admitted states. into the union okay. require a new flag. Okay? But, uh, but, but interestingly enough, the last official flag was enacted in 1960 and has lasted, of course, for since that time, which is that like... That was for uh, what? Uh, Hawaii and yeah, Alaska? I believe, yeah. I don't know which one was Maybe the last. Hawaii. But it's been around since 1960, so we have not had any. Puerto Rico's been trying right. a few others, but uh, that, so that's that's been the last. But before then, there was 43 different flags. So, boy, the flag company was really having a heyday. We'll be right back with more information. But now, we're with my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible, you're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tending Country, a Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country, S Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and we thank you for listening to our show today. We are continuing learning answers to some fabulous trivia questions. Hopefully, you're going to use that as part of your family and friends gathering on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at your home or at a restaurant or elsewhere. And today I have our producer, my producer of the Best of Times radio show for many years, uh, Mr. Reuben Wright, answering. And Reuben, you have done a remarkable job. We're going to have to put you on the, <laughs> give you a grand prize, ta-da. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed that you know some of these uh, oldie but good trivia questions. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm you're just representing a, those millennials pretty well here, I'm just as surprised as you are that yeah. I'm knowing I'm knowing a lot of these. I've never been very yeah. good at trivia, yeah. trivial pursuit or yeah. trivia games or well, anything. Well, now like you that, can you I, can I share some of these. You can share some of these. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, here's one: What type of photograph, phono like phono, phonograph records were discontinued in the year 1958? 1958. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they, they were I extremely know, popular before then. Extremely. I know. I know that forty fives are the smaller ones, right? And then a standard LP, I think, is twelve inches. I think. Right. So was it the ten inch record? You know, I don't know. They're all the same size, but it they call them seventy eight. RPM. 78, 78 RPM. Okay. Those were the most popular ones in in prior years, more popular than even the 45s, because all these symphonics, uh, symphonies, operas, um, big-time music were placed on these 78, and that baby spun around extremely fast. Right, okay. The, the quality wasn't exceptional, but uh, it did spin around, and the needles weren't that good. But I remember my father, my uncles, and aunts, had their 78 RPM records, and most of them were operas and, and things right. like that, and they weighed a ton. Uh, I don't yeah, know if they're was, classic air, they, classical they were, uh, now, but they were quite good. And, and then I can't remember what year the 45s came out, but you know they became real popular because they only had only one song in the front and one song in the back, and they sold a bunch of money, on, made a bunch of money on that. I remember buying, I still have some of those. I even still have the little insert. 
And, oh, wow. Yeah, and, those are good to have. Yeah, uh, I still have those. We still have some uh, definitely old Beatles ones. And, <laughs> and um, I mean, I've got even, uh, I was thinking about that, the Elvis Presley ones, et cetera, that my wife and I have, have kept. Uh, we don't think they're really worth anything. Probably our kids going to be care less about them, but we still have them. We still have them. Uh, hopefully those are going to be worth something in the near future. I know that uh, vinyls, come, and these, these 78 records were all heavy, thick vinyl. Right, I think they were made out of an oil-based wax oh, or something oh, like that. Oh, it was that. thick. It was thick. You can, you could really zap somebody with those babies. <laughs> okay, so we currently know about Air Force One is the special plane plane to carry the United States president on his travel, local and abroad. But what was the name of the first original U.S. presidential plane that was commissioned in 1944? This was this the, is hilarious. The first Why plane that was commissioned in 1944 for the United States president. Oh, his gosh. presidential airplane. That's a tough one, but I was not aware of this. It's called the Sacred Cow, C O W. You know, I, I've heard... Why I, would they, I wonder why they named it. I didn't get the rest of the story. I actually heard that it? on the History Channel, but I just couldn't think of it because it's Sacred. so ridiculous, yes. the Sacred Cow. And it was a C-45 airplane, and uh, uh, I thought that was fascinating as well. Okay, you probably know this, but a lot of my listeners, uh, I, I brought this up to somebody recently, and they didn't know this answer. What, Especially millennials, my, my son did not know this. What was the name of the special day... Adopted by the college and groups from the event of Al Cap's comment strip, Little Abner, in 1939. Repeat that one more time. What was the name of the special day adopted by many college groups and others, high schoolers as well, from the event mentioned in Al Cap's comic strip, Little Abner? Now, I know Little Abner comics, uh, but I can't. I can't think of it off the top of my head. What it, what would it be? It was called Sadie Hawkins Day. Sadie Hawkins, okay. First Saturday <laughs> after November the 11th, and this is a day when girls were supposedly to chase boys to catch a husband. Actually, that in the in the in the comet strip, that was the day that the girls went out to catch their husband. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And I went to many Sadie Hawkins Day. Luckily, they didn't catch me to, to make me their their husband. <laughs> but I remember dressing up for Sadie Hawkins Day and uh, the girls would have a, you know, an interesting a, fit a on A lot of day. people forget about the influence that comic books and yeah, comic strips that, had that on was, people's lives back in was, the day, you know. Okay, we we hear about this uh, many, many times in various documentaries and Jacques Cousteau and all that. We hear the word SCUBA. So what does SCUBA, the acronym, stand for? Oh, gosh. Um... You know, I, I have two friends who have went to scuba school, and they have told me, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it, I know. Okay. The first one, I think, is submerged. No, it's nope. self. Okay. Self-contained <laughs> underwater breathing apparatus. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, which is, hey, pretty good. But it, it's difficult to say that, so that's why they went to scuba. Right. All acronyms in the English language, we use acronyms. You know, a lot of our foreigners don't like that, that but we these acronyms, like they, uh, I've had several people from Germany, it's, uh, yeah, other I countries, guess, it gets them all confused. What is, uh, yeah, what is SWEPCO? What is that? And I told them what SWEPCO meant one day when these Germans came to Shreveport. Really? That's the power company? Why did they just call it the power company? Uh, yeah, I guess that's just an American thing. We just like to talk.
talk fast but, but in and Europe, don't get it, everything out yeah. real quick. In <laughs> Europe, they, they spell it all out. So, uh, okay, so in July 20th, 1969, people all over the Earth were watching the Apollo 11 land on the moon and announced the eagle has landed. What location on the moon did it land? Do you remember that? What location on the moon? There was a location. Actually, location oh, that was mapped on the location for many, many, many years. Was it called something? Does yeah. it have a name? I, I, gosh, I don't know. The Sea of Tranquility. That oh. Was, that was the name. That was the name. I, you know, I guess I just never knew that. Now, this I, one... That, that doesn't even ring a bell. This one, um, you probably know, but some of our young people don't even see Smokey the Bear. So what was Smokey the Bear's motto? Only you can prevent forest fires. Very good. You know, I, I actually sent in a, a, a while back, I sent in a... Um, a they were having a casting call for Smokey the Bear, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I sent in a little recording oh, cool. in my best gruffle. Only you can prevent forest fires. That yeah, sounds good. Yeah, there. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get a call back. But <laughs> no harm in trying. No harm in trying. Right. So getting ready to have Mary Poppins the Return, but in the original 1964 movie, you know, think about that. 1964, and now it's 2018. Will be the next version. A while ago. Uh, that's been a while. <laughs> so what was that magical word in a song sung by Julie Andrews? Do you remember that? The the whole the, the whole real magic word magical the, word. The super califragilisticexpialidocious. Very good. A lot of people don't know that. Old I people to, like I me. I used to know how to say it backwards like she could. But oh, I, yes. Now, that, I, now I can't remember how to do that. That was tough. Okay, on the Dr. Pepper bottle, what do the numbers on the clock denote? Ten, two, and four. Now this one we we actually had one of these uh they they weren't um they weren't the clocks but they were just the advertisement clock faces right. hanging around our kitchen mm-hmm. and I think it was the supposed to be the best time of day to drink a Dr Pepper. That is exactly right. Uh, they were really smart marketers back then. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Men and women love to play golf, but did you know the manufacturing of official golf balls is extremely standardized and monitored? So how many dimples must a regulation golf ball have? I have no idea. This is required. Every golf ball, and they randomly check them. 336. 336? Exactly. I I, I know now. I don't know who is the person who has to count those babies, but somebody (laughs) has to count. I'm glad it's not me. Well, thank you, Ruben. You were wonderful. Hey, no problem. Anytime. This, This was very educational for me and hopefully all my listeners out there. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bear's Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Join us next Sunday for another show that can benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the best of times in one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. Best wishes to you and your family members for a happy new year. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Kiel. 
Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Bossier.